Tweakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Our Week in Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester. Also on freaking Apple freaking Podcasts, Google freaking Prey, Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, my name is freaking Taylor the Sandman Lofton, and with me as always, to my left, coming from freaking Doug Jordan's freaking garage via satellite freaking New York, we have freaking Sandy the Sandman freaking Farkas, and then bringing up the rear, we have freaking Doug freaking Jordan coming from his own freaking house via freaking satellite freaking New York as well. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines, this is our week of freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke, and geez Louise, down on my knees were so freaking hot. No for you. More so than before, believe it or not. Now we have plenty of freaking talk about. We have a freaking great freaking news and discussing segment coming up, and then a segment at the end. But before we get into that, we got to talk about the freaking garden party. Yeah, for weakers and tweakers that remember, Doug Jordan's wife was freaking planning a freaking garden party. Guess what? It went off without a hits. And we will be talking about that at the top of the freaking episode. But before we get into that, I need to freaking level with you. I have personal news. Things that I have not discussed with anyone, Doug Jordan, Sandy Farkas, or anyone else in the freaking entire freaking world. I am... Finally at freaking peace. The turmoil is over. I am at peace. Weakers and tweakers know, and the panel alike know, that I had an incident at the graveyard when we were digging up Doug Jordan's dead old grandfather, the poor bastard, to refasten a pin onto his lapel. It was a World War II souvenir of some sort called a purple freaking heart. And during that freaking nightly episode, an old woman got into my freaking brain through my freaking rear end, up through my freaking bowels and my belly and lungs and in through my eyes and my freaking heart and my mind and played around in my freaking trousers a little bit and then got into my brain. Well, the big announcement that I have to say that made me finally at peace with the whole situation is that I, I believe I am in freaking love. Weakers and tweakers, you heard it first and I have never been in love before and I am finally freaking in love and it is, it is this ghost that is inside me which i believe is a woman i pray to god is a woman but if it isn't a woman god bless it because i don't care and i know that weakers tweakers and wayo lgbtq freaking rochester will accept me for who i am and i discovered this love the other night when i was doing what i often do which is playing with myself but it was much different than before weakers and tweakers it was as though instead of just playing with myself another person was playing with me while i was playing with myself and me playing with myself was actually playing with them. And we both freaking at the same time, so. That's the first time that ever happened to me but with another person. Usually it's just me. And usually it's before the situation begins in my trousers. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I am just so excited. And I just want to thank Uyghurs and Tweakers for their constant support. I knew it one day it would finally freaking happen. And it's happened. So. I just want to. I just want to make sure that you're you're done talking. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was it. That was my actually my first big announcement was that I am at peace and in love, finally. Uh, great. Uh, uh, congratulations. Um, uh, super happy for you and uh, the freaking ghost of maybe a woman who lives in your brain. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And it sounds to me like maybe she she moved from your brain to your freaking heart, and uh, more power freaking to you. Yeah. 
It's nice not to feel alone for once. Sometimes in a crowd of people, I stare around and I think I am walled off from the rest of them. And it hurts, but it hurts no longer. I feel like I have the power of 10 men and one old lady in my freaking heart. So, Doug Jordan, thank you for your support. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Doug Jordan, how you doing? How you been? How freaking are you? How happy are you for me? And God bless you. Uh, yeah, not please stop asking. Uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. You know, uh, not, not too much to report. We did have the, uh, garden party this weekend. You guys were there and, uh, I, I guess I'll just be the first one to say it. The garden party uh, freaking sucked. Uh, I hated every minute of it. There was nothing about it that I liked. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't show up in freaking costumes. Uh, if they did, they just were wearing some sort of fedora. So the theme was totally ruined and totally thrown off. Uh, the mint juleps, uh, all the ice freaking melted because it was so freaking hot. Uh, so it was just, it was just freaking water. It was just water. You were just drinking freaking water with a little bit of booze in it. The croquet went horribly because my lawn is not level enough for it to freaking work. There were just a lot of reasons why, why it went very poorly. And so uh, it, I, I want to just apologize to, to everybody who attended and, and anybody that came. Cause that was one of the most freaking embarrassing events, events that I've ever freaking hosted. Yeah, it was an embarrassment. And I'm sure Sandy, the same man, Farkas would agree. That was the uh, worst freaking party I've ever been to in my freaking life. Although you mentioned that most people didn't dress up. That excludes us here at Our Week in Review. We did freaking dress up. I dressed up as an old gardener, a very old gardener who works on the grounds of a manson. And I, we were playing a little make-believe because Doug Jordan's house, though it is very nice, it is not a manson. And Sandy, the same man, Farkas, and we've mentioned on this show many a time, is a very short man. And he found the tiniest little seersucker suit I have ever seen and a beautiful straw derby hat. And I was so impressed. And Mrs. Doug Jordan must have had a hand in that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I believe it was Doug, Doug's wife's, uh, brother's suit when he was a child. I guess uh, his, his, Doug's wife's brother passed away as a child. And uh, and I was able to wear his uh, his freaking suit, which which was which was lovely, fit freaking like a like a freaking glove. And I was dressed to the freaking nines. And when I saw Taylor, I said, Taylor, Jesus Louise, you dressed up like as a gardener who freaking um, his pants. Well, and then he yeah. said that he said, oh, Jesus Louise, that's not part of the freaking costume. That was, as some would say, an accident, waiting to happen. Um, and then Doug's wife freaking had a hand in that as well. She freaking took you into the bathroom freaking cleaned you up a little bit. Yeah, uh, she pampered me. She pampered me very well. She drew, I almost want to call her mom sometimes. Busty, beautiful. I love your wife. She is a doll. Doug Jordan. Yeah, she's a gem. You know, at one point I would have been a little uh, weirded out about your relationship with my wife, but after I told her that you were in a mental institution, she kind of started to come around and be a little bit nicer to you. So I'm just happy for that. God bless her. Yeah. Yeah, the party was a freaking bust. No barbecue was to be had, and it, we were not allowed to have it. And that, yeah. off the bat, ruined it. The party, uh, I'd even go as far as to say the party was a freaking abomination. And your uh, Doug's wife is not without freaking fault. She told me that freaking Brown was not freaking allowed at the party. It was a, a strictly a freaking julep uh, party. And uh, unbeknownst to her, I snuck a little brown into the julep and uh, freaking ruined them. Uh, Mint juleps are not meant to be mixed with freaking brown. Uh, drinks were freaking horrible, and I was just—I was just so happy when they freaking all melted because I said, "Finally, now it's back to 
I, I freaking drank the, I drank them once they freaking melted. Yeah. I freaking blacked out pretty freaking early into the freaking party. Yeah, and that was actually the only highlight was you when you became belligerent and hilarious, which is, uh, and weakers and tweakers, if you've never seen a tiny man in a tiny little child seersucker suit, drunk as the freaking Dickens and angry at the freaking world around him, then you have not lived. Yeah, and and it's it's fun. The thing you were freaking going through, uh, Taylor, uh, I felt wearing freaking Doug Jordan's freaking dead child brother-in-law's suit that I had a freaking a dead child in my brain, and he was making me and he was making me freaking act up uh, when I got freaking when I was drunk off the freaking brown julep. Uh, and and boy oh boy, and, you know, to live vicariously through a through a small ch- a ghost of a child was just one of one of the one was one of the the only freaking highlights of this freaking otherwise completely bull freaking party yeah yeah it was a very hilarious freaking time and geez louise down on my knees now doug jordan there was a guest at the party and his name was gaston and i don't know how you spell that it's either g-a-s-t-d-o-n or g-a-s-t-o-n or g-a-s-d-o-n two names i have no idea but gaston was he has some sort of accent european maybe and he was the most freaking annoying person I have ever met in my life. And I usually deal with people very well. But he kept, he was very freaking snooty. And he kept correcting me on everything I was doing. And geez Louise, where did this freaking guy come from, Gaston? Uh, yeah, I don't know how to spell his name either. I usually just uh, call him Gus. Uh, he doesn't really like that very much, but I find that to be a little uh, pretty funny when I call him that. And he says, no, please don't call me that. Uh, the guy went to college with my wife, and they've been friends for years. I've never really uh, liked him very much, and he is very, very, very annoying. Yeah. So that was Gus. His wife is uh, Nancy? Yeah. Yeah, his, yeah, his uh, Gus and Nancy. All right, I'll just... Just checking. That's funny. I didn't know he was married. I didn't see him uh, next to a woman. So I thought, I, and honestly, I don't want to, if I had to wager a guess at his sexuality, I would, well, that it's not my place to do that. You know what? And we don't do that anymore in this freaking day and age. In my older days, I would have done something like that, but no longer. So I'll just leave it at that. So geez, Louise, down on my knees, garden party, a bust. But guess what? That just means there'll be more Doug Jordan freaking barbecues in the future because we know that the garden party doesn't work now. There's only one way to find out if a garden party's going to work. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Sandy, the Sandman freaking Farkas, how you doing? How you been? How freaking horny are you? And God bless you. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for the freaking blessing. Uh, I am freaking as the freaking Diggins and uh, freaking and freaking drunk on top. Uh... I, I'd like to briefly touch on uh, how much the freaking garden party freaking completely sucked. Uh, absolute worst freaking party I've ever freaking been to. Uh, please uh, don't interrupt me. Uh, I, I, however, was freaking dressed to the freaking nines, uh, and 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 Doug Jordan's uh, beautiful uh, busty wife had a hand in that, uh, dressing me in her freaking. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. Her uh, her her child brother's uh, freaking seersucker suit, and I think well, when she was dressing me, she uh, sneaked a peek at my um, freaking. Feet. Uh, Doug, I don't know if maybe she talked to you about that later when you, the two of you were in bed together. Uh, I, I just want to stop you That's right there. That's either here nor there. Uh, either way, the freaking party was a complete freaking bust, uh, and and I got freaking very drunk very freaking quick. The freaking food was bad. The freaking drinks were worse. But all in all, uh, I, I didn't end up freaking making love, and uh, yeah, let's move on to freaking news and discussing. Um... 
You sorry, it did suck the party, but you said you made love. What was that about making love? And God bless you. Uh, yeah, I did. I did mention uh, briefly that I uh, didn't. I did, in fact, uh, freaking make love. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, what was your question? Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm. I'm I mentioned. Uh, yeah, I made love. So, uh, to, and to whom? Who was the lucky freaking person that you had sex with? Uh, well, at the, right before the party, I freaking uh, made love with myself. Uh, freaking playing with myself, uh, just yeah. to just to uh, uh, attend the freaking party with a freaking clear mind. Uh, but then uh, towards the end, uh, and this is when I feel like the freaking Doug, you're freaking, you're freaking the ghost of your freaking brother-in-law. He is, a, he must have been a freaking very freaking individual. I don't know if if he passed on uh, when he was just near freaking pu puberty. But when I wore that his suit, boy oh boy, I had a freaking, I just was, I could not be freaking, my thirst could not be freaking quenched uh, unless I freaking made love. And and eventually I I did. I mean, okay. Uh, where did you do it? Because the garage door was open, uh, so we, we know it wasn't in the garage. I didn't do it in the freaking garage. Uh, believe it or not, freaking did it in my freaking uh, structure. And I tell you what, I freaking build it. I build it, and I freaking too. Yeah, and Sandy's been saying that for a long freaking time. If you build it, they will come. And did is that what happened? Both of you. Um, I have, I have no idea whether or not she did. Uh, yeah, well, there's really no way to tell in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, freaking beats me. Uh, but I certainly freaking did. And, uh, yeah, uh, she wasn't the freaking most attractive woman. Uh, but as far as that's concerned, I don't know if I've ever been with an attractive woman. Uh, so it was, it was eye opening and we did it right. We did it underneath the freaking tarp in the freaking structure. And it was with, um, it was with freaking Nancy. I made my, made love with, uh, with freaking Nancy, um, Doug's wife's freaking college friend. Yeah. You made, you made sex with freaking Gaston's wife. Yeah, that's yeah, that is freaking correct. And now that I think about it, I bet you had sex with freaking Gaston's wife while I was freaking hanging out with him by the freaking punch bowl. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, freaking beats me. Uh, by this point, I was so freaking drunk, uh, and I only freaking remember snippets of it. But uh, yeah, but I definitely, I, I definitely freaking, I made love to freaking Nancy, uh, freaking Gaston's wife, who, for the record, I thought he was a freaking hilarious guy. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to know how freaking hilarious he is. But boy, oh boy, that guy was a freaking laugh a minute. Yeah. Well, I guess he wasn't laughing at anything I said. He was just correcting me about all the things I said. And I said, I'm pretty sure I'm right, because nobody ever does this to me when I talk. They don't take the time to do this. So if, the, if other people would have said things like this before, if I was always wrong, like you're saying I am. So God bless you, Sandy the Sandman Farkas. It's wonderful to hear that you and I have both found love. You in a pile of trash that you are building into something beautiful. And me by, alone by myself in my freaking bedroom inside of my mind. So, Doug Jordan. Uh, well, I just want to ask, you know, since you you uh, had had uh, intercourse under the tarp of, of the structure, I was wondering if maybe that your structure is now complete. You've complete your completed your mission and, and we can remove the structure uh, and start taking it down. Doug, uh, no, uh, the freaking structure is not uh, freaking complete, uh, even though I did freaking complete uh, while making freaking love. But it's it serves a greater freaking purpose. And uh, though I, I, I know not what that purpose may be, uh, I will find out uh, soon or maybe not or maybe not freaking soon. 
And actually, for Weakers and Tweakers, that actually, I had a big announcement regarding that freaking giant freaking structure because I took a freaking peek at it underneath the freaking tarp and I said, this thing is finished. This thing is done. This bird is ready to fly. It has two doors on either side of it that flap like wings. And I, and I am, my big announcement today is that Sandy is ready. And in one week from today's freaking date, it will set sail. And geez um. Louise, down to my knees, I want Weakers and Tweakers to go ahead, call 513-914-6201, find out the freaking location, and we are going to be unveiling the freaking beast. And it will take flight. And if it doesn't, I will freaking kill myself. So, <clears throat> geez Louise, down to my knees, Weakers and Tweakers will probably notice that Tadia freaking Risher is MIA, nowhere to be found. Now, geez Louise, down on my knees, I did get an interesting freaking email. He did not show up to the freaking garden party. And according to him, he got tied up at the TSA. They freaking, they must have either been checking him or his freaking models rear freaking ends. And those freaking cavernous rear ends of those boys, geez Louise, down on my knees, they must have had their hands freaking deep in freaking problems and could not get him out in freaking time. So Tadia Risher is MIA and who knows, maybe he'll... Maybe they've shipped him to Guantanamo Bay to have a full freaking rectal cavity search. I don't know where he is. That's just what I'm what I've ascertained in my freaking brain. So Jesus always down on my knees. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we got a great freaking show full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call in and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, singer James Blunt spoke openly about health problems he encountered as a result of personal diet choices, according to Men's Health. The 46-year-old musician explained that during his college years, he began a strictly carnivorous diet to prove his manliness. Blunt, who majored in sociology, said that being greatly outnumbered by vegan and vegetarian women in the major caused him to look to his diet to prove his masculinity. Quote, there were 170 girls and only three boys, of which all the girls were either vegetarian or vegans, Blunt told Jesse Ware on her podcast Table Manners. Out of principle, I decided that I would become a carnivore. According to the British-born Blunt, he subsisted on ground beef and chicken with, quote, some mayonnaise. After about six to eight weeks, Blunt says he became ill and was later diagnosed with scurvy. Quote, he said, you're really lacking in vitamin C, so then I just took it upon myself to drink a liter of orange juice every night, and then I immediately developed acid reflux. So as you can see, yeah, food is not necessarily my forte. So, Jesus Louise down my knees, James Blunt is back. And with a freaking shocking announcement, he had scurvy. And that explains a lot, Doug Jordan. And maybe you can elaborate what I mean by that, please. Well, I mean, if he's only eating meat and, and 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 not eating vegetables, then yeah, he would get scurvy. And is scurvy like scabies, where you have bugs inside your skin crawling around, eating your organs? Uh, uh I don't necessarily. You know, I I've heard about scurvy for a long time, and I just I just remember that it was a pirate disease, and I think it just makes your skin yellow, and you look like an orange, so that's why you should eat an orange, uh, to because you need more orange in your diet. Vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. Well, geez Louise, down on my knees. What was the last freaking James Blunt tune anyone here listened to? 
You know, I remember when he was you know, uh, kind of famous. I guess he still is, but I, I don't remember any of his songs or even what he looks like or what he sounds like. Uh, I freaking, I mean, I just remember listening to his album after freaking album uh, uh, yeah. of, 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 of Essential Freaking Blunt. Uh, it'd be hard to freaking tell you which what was the last one I freaking listened to because it's, I mean, and, I, and I'd, I'd be a liar if I said that m- most of his music is not going through my freaking head freaking 24 Seven. I uh, am a huge freaking blunt uh, freaking fan, and I'm so and I'm just absolutely freaking devastated that he's gone. Yeah, and it, the problem with scurvy in the world is that it has claimed so many of the great ones. You know, John Candy and yeah. and Belushi, Christopher, and Christopher freaking Farley, Chris Farley, and the freaking girl from Precious. And geez, Louise, down on my knees. It just seems to eat the insides out of people, and then they freaking balloon. And then one minute they're a freaking balloon, and the next minute they're gone. Pretty yeah. sure Jonah Hill has scurvy, Doug Jordan. Yeah, no, I don't. That's not what's. Uh, none of those people died. One of those people didn't die at all, but the other three that you named uh, definitely didn't have scurvy. I think that they all died of heart attacks. Well, they. But they freaking ballooned because of scurvy. Yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Doug, no, you're r- wrong. Uh, what is, you, nobody dies from freaking scurvy, but you die from freaking ballooning because you got freaking scurvy in the first place. Like, have you played the video game Super Mario Brothers where Mario eats the scurvy pill and then he turns into a balloon and floats up to the top of the ceiling and then he pops? That's freaking scurvy. Yeah, he didn't die. He dropped. He, fe- he d- fell to his freaking death because he's a balloon. So you think that all these people got scurvy and then ballooned and floated to the top and then died to their death? Doug, that- we're not talking about, we're talking about the freaking Mario game when he eats the freaking scurvy pill and he balloons and goes up to the top of the level and pops. Yeah. And yeah, and that is how they died. So although some of them didn't make it, all the, the real big ones uh, didn't make it down. Yeah. They stayed up there and they, yeah, some they of them are still up there floating around our freaking satellites and stuff like that caught disruptions if you have, have you ever noticed your freaking satellite connection go out sometimes satellite new york gets spotty probably because of that john candy's up there floating around causing interference and he just keeps getting freaking bigger too they say at some point it'll get so freaking big it'll block out the freaking sun and that's when we'll have to freaking go up there and freaking pop him so now all of a sudden you think that John Candy is still alive and just floating around? No, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead, but he's you can't freaking breathe up there. He's 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 dead, but he's growing. That's what they made the space needle for, Doug. Was to to push up there and pop him when they get too big and disrupt the sun. I think we we wrapped that one up nicely. Yeah. God 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 forbid. Yeah. Yeah, God forbid. Absolutely. I I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> Last week, the all-star set of Big Brother 22 was forced into lockdown after a disgruntled fan yelled, quote, F Nicole outside the Big Brother home, according to Cheat Sheet. Reports of an ongoing feud between Janelle Pierzina and Nicole Franzel have been circulating since day one. Fan favorite Pierzina came into the house with a target on her back due to her stellar competition record, and Franzel used Pierzina's history on the show to get the other contestants rallying against her. The drama further escalated when Franzel used her, quote, mean girl tactics and picked Pierzina to go on a slop-only diet for a week. Although Pierzina was was not happy about being a quote have not she did not show any emotion until she got into the diary room quote 
Nicole has been on my radar since day one because she plays a snake game. She likes to play victim. She likes to backstab and lie and then cry about it, Pierzina said. She doesn't like confrontation, but guess what? I do. The growing tensions were likely the source of displeasure that led a disgruntled fan to approach the house and yell, quote, F you, Nicole, get her out. The disturbance caused a temporary lockdown at the Big Brother house. Producers secured the perimeter and ensured the guests' safety before easing the safety precautions. So, geez louise down on my knees. The drama never stops unfolding at the freaking house of Big Brother. Geez louise down on my knees. Can someone fill me in on this freaking feud? And when will it end? Uh, I... Uh, I don't even know. This show's been around for a long time, and I I still have no idea what it's about. I thought it was about people racing around or something, getting around the world in 80 days. So this is a competition where they live in a house, and Janelle Pierzina and Nicole Franzel hate each other now. And Janelle is not part of an alliance, but Nicole is alliance certified now. But... Janelle is still a fan face favorite because her competition work is excellent. But here's the real freaking kicker. Is she going to be able to perform next week after eating a slop only diet as a punishment? Nicole is making freaking Janelle eat freaking slop for a week. And what is this slop made of? Same yeah. the same man Farkas. Oh, see, I was going to freaking uh, direct that to freaking Doug as our freaking resident freaking chef. Uh, Doug, what is what is freaking slop? Uh, you know, because I've never seen the show, I, I don't really so, understand. Is it beans or? I would assume some sort of beans, yeah. Some sort of beans and, and maybe, uh, you know, some form of gruel. I think slop and gruel go pretty uh, hand in hand. And what is gruel? It's a form of beans, I think. Well, geez louise, down to my knees. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that one. I'm poor freaking Nicole, only eating beans, although God bless her, I love beans. And maybe she can terrorize some of her freaking roommates that are against her by freaking eating these freaking slop beans and creating a whole bunch of bean gas. And then blasting them with it. Is that a good strategy, anyone think? Uh, yeah, I, I could see that working if she fills the room full of uh, bean gas and, and terrorizes the roommate. Yeah, only other only problem uh, would be, you know, you, you got to make sure that you don't freaking infect anyone in your freaking alliance uh, with your freaking bean gas, because it's hard. I mean, the thing about it is freaking gas has a freaking mind of its own. Uh, once you freaking unleash it, it, it'll it goes wherever it freaking pleases. Uh, and sometimes that can that can uh, have have freaking negative freaking consequences. Uh, you know, for freaking Franzel and freaking Fiorenzina, uh, if you were to freaking uh, release a freaking gaseous blast and it were to infect some of your freaking alliance members, uh, you know, uh, you know, they could go the way of the freaking dodo uh, or, or say you're on a freaking date at a freaking movie theater and you have your freaking uh, you have your freaking dangly Johnson in the bottom of a freaking popcorn uh, thing and, and things are going well and she's eating the popcorn and she's getting very, very freaking close to touching your freaking and then all of a sudden you unleash a freaking gaseous blast and then at that same moment she's she's repulsed by your gas she sees that you have your freaking in the popcorn and she is just utterly freaking repulsed by you and she leaves you and she tells all of her freaking friends and you have a very freaking hard time getting a date with anyone i feel like that was a uh, very specific story uh, is that something that might have happened to you in once in your lifetime Obviously, it freaking happened to me once in my life, Doug. Why else would I get so freaking specific about something like that? 
I was just curious. Maybe, uh, maybe it happened to somebody else. That Let you me knew. freaking spell it out for you, Doug. I had my freaking Dangly Johnson, freaking Dangly as freaking Evers, stuck into the bottom of a freaking popcorn basket, and I freaking broke freaking wind, and the, with the freaking opening credits of the freaking movie wasn't even freaking over yet. So you she ate freaking, a lot of popcorn really quick then. No, she did. She was a freaking big girl. Uh, believe it or not, I was Doug, I wasn't freaking touching the popcorn, Doug. My freaking is in there. Why would I be eating the freaking popcorn? Yeah, that's because I, I actually have made that mistake before, and... I got so freaking hungry, I forgot that I had unleashed myself, and I was alone at the theater, and I had unleashed myself into the popcorn, and I got so freaking hungry that I started ravishing the freaking popcorn, and Jeez Louise down on my knees without realizing that the friction caused me uh, another side effect, a bodily side effect, and eventually it became too much, and I made a freaking mess in the freaking popcorn, and then I also, I was still hungry, so... It, um, cream corn, yeah, essentially, yeah. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, Pierzina, and we wish you the best. And Franzel, uh, you can go to straight to freaking hell. So, last week, a chocolate factory left a town in Switzerland coated in fine cocoa powder after their ventilation system malfunctioned, according to the Huffington Post. The town of Olten was blanketed in cocoa after the Lint Springfly factory experienced a defect in their cooling system while making roasted, quote, cocoa nibs. The company offered to pay for any cleanup needed after strong winds carried the dusting throughout the town. According to reports, production was able to continue as normal, and the ventilation system has since been repaired. So, this is a freaking chocolate town. And if I could get out of the freaking state on my own, I you better believe it, I would buy a one-way ticket to chocolate town, Switzerland, and I would go freaking wild. You imagine Doug Jordan walking around in freaking chocolate town. You look, there's a freaking mailbox and you're hungry and you just go over to it, take a bite. It's a piece of chocolate. A doorknob, you can't get into someone's house. You bite the doorknob, now it's unlocked. It's also a piece of chocolate doorknob in your house. A small child is sniffing a freaking flower. You grab the flower, pluck it and eat it. It's chocolate. Then you grab the small child and pick him up and bite into his forehead and geez louise down to my knees. It's also freaking chocolate. As much as the hearts can desire, Doug Jordan, it is all now chocolate. Like the dusting that came from the volcano in freaking Pompeii, this town has been dusted in chocolate and has turned everything into chocolate. So when can we go? I need to figure out how to get out of this group home and I need to be allowed to leave the state. I mean, you you can't go until the... uh the travel bans lifted and by then probably all the chocolate will be melted because it, it is summertime so it's a bitter that's a bittersweet story huh yeah and the chocolate minute doug what do you mean by what what do you mean by that well because it's bitter because the the chocolate town will be melted but it's sweet because it's made of chocolate since when is that the kind of shit that we do on this freaking show I, I was just i was just trying it out is that something soon jay put you up to no, I just was thinking. Did Sunjay, you know, did Sunjay freaking tell you to do this? No, I was just thinking it's chocolate. It, you know, dark chocolate's usually bittersweet and bittersweet, and I just thought it'd be funny, so I wanted to try it out. I can't believe he did that. That was a gaff. That was nearly as bad as the garden party. Yeah, why don't you save all that bittersweet stuff for your own freaking show? Are you still doing your own freaking show? Is, is Doug knows best still a freaking show? 
Yeah, it's still around. Uh, we're, we're losing steam on it, though. We got to come up with some new material, I think. Maybe you guys should do a show, an episode about sewage. People love to listen to shows about sewage. Where does it go? What does it look like when it goes there? What's in it? You know? What 90% of it's got to be something. What is that number? And what is it? So. And, and most importantly, what does it look like when it goes there? Yeah. That's a good point. Last week, an outspoken union organizer in Memphis, Tennessee, raised questions about police power after discovering a disguised camera pointed at his home, according to Fox 13 Memphis. The camera was discovered attached to a utility pole outside the home of union organizer Antonio Cathy. According to Cathy, the camera was inside of a box that was labeled high voltage. Another organizer became suspicious of the box, climbed the pole, and opened it. Hidden inside was a security camera pointed at Cathy's family home. According to the Memphis Light, Gas, and Water, the camera was installed by the Memphis Police Department, and it did not go through the normal installation procedure. Caesar. The camera was removed one day after images of the device went viral on social media. MPD has declined to comment. So, geez always down on my knees. And has anybody else noticed these freaking cameras everywhere? Uh, uh, I have not. Well, I have been noticing freaking little cameras everywhere I go. And I just want to know what they're doing with the footage. You know, I mean, if because Jeez Louise down on my knees, if they got me on camera 24 hours a day, please send it in somewhere. I would love to be on a television show. Maybe like, um, gee, what's that movie called with the with the with the freaking guy with the face? And he lives in and he's and he lives in a world where he's the only non-actor. Oh, the the Truman Show. Truman Show. Yeah, they can Truman Show. Yeah, they can make a Lofton show. Just me. I mean, you're probably cameras because you live in a group home, so they probably have to monitor everybody at all times. Yeah, everywhere. In the bathroom. I'm pretty sure that there's one pointed at the freaking, in the freaking urinal, pointed up at me. So you can see my face and my dangly Johnson while I do the deed. And I just want to know where that footage is. I mean, do you have some sort of a security office that you can go to and ask for the footage? Yeah. Man, they won't give it to me, I'm sure. But I'll try. That's a good point. Last week, Rose McGowan claimed that former Charmed co-star Alyssa Milano created a toxic work environment on the set, according to E! Online. The 46-year-old actress took to Twitter to slam Milano for her past behavior. Quote, You threw a fit in front of the crew, yelling, They don't pay me enough to do this, S-H-I-D. Appalling behavior on the daily. I cried every time we got renewed because you made the set toxic AF. Now get off my cottontails, you effing fraud, McGowan wrote. The two actors starred on the WB series, which ran from 1998 to 2006. The impetus for McGowan's tell-all tweet started after the two began a public political squabble on Twitter earlier that day. So, geez, we's down on my knees. That's two weeks in a row. Melissa Milano's been put on freaking blast. Last week, she was pretending she was going bald because of COVID-19. Turns out she's actually just going bald because she's getting old. Much the way the freaking Danny DeVito did. And 
Jeez Louise down to my knees. This week, she's getting put on blast from a co-star on a television show, a, f- a former television show. What is next for Alyssa Milano, Doug Jordan? I mean, if she keeps uh, going down this path, I think it's going to be pretty difficult for her to uh, find work because people are going to say, oh, no, don't hire her. She lies that she's going bald and or don't hire her because she's freaking mean. So why would we hire her to be on a freaking set? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Now, is there something else on the horizon that maybe CC could do other than act? Maybe a cooking show. Is she a good cook? I have no idea. Why, why would I know that? I'm not a fan. I mean, the, I, what else? Do you, you're, when you're an actor, don't you? You can do other things than act. But what do you think her hobbies are? So you mean like a, I don't know, like a freaking cooking show, or maybe she's good at like playing golf or something. Yeah, but maybe. I mean, I mean, if you if you go with that freaking thought, then maybe she's also a good freaking cook. But how would we freaking know? Because we're very we're out. We've been outspoken about this for quite some time. I we are not freaking fans of Alyssa Milano. She's not even on our radar, other than for these stories. These kind of yeah, I never even freaking think about her unless there's a freaking story that's saying that she did another uh, horrific freaking thing. She lied about freaking being bald and blamed it on freaking COVID. Uh, and then she what she um, she she hit Rose McGowan with her car. What it was this? Freaking, I wasn't freaking listening. I'm drunk. Uh, that was she. She it was an impetus of it. Yeah. She ran. Yeah. She ran her over. So. Now, she, now the bloods are now the blood is on her hands, Doug Jordan. But if she could wash it up, maybe she could clean herself off and get that freaking cooking show she's always wanted. Yeah, so well, I mean, if if she's so mean, I don't. We shouldn't give her a cooking show. She she she's got to she's got to go uh, do something else. Wait, we're not we're not in the position to be giving anyone a freaking cooking show. We don't have that kind of freaking power, Doug. Those are that those are freaking higher ups. I mean, we could probably get her a freaking interview at freaking. Well, yeah, doing a talk talk cooking show that could work actually. So and that way, no one has to see her freaking bald head. Yeah, see, Doug, here's the thing: we don't actually know that she's such a nasty person. We don't know that she's nasty. We don't know that she's unnasty. What we do know is that she's not happy because she's not cooking. And perhaps if she was put in a situation where she could succeed, like on a cooking show where she was doing what she loved baking and cooking and preparing and teaching how to cook then maybe she would be in a position where everyone loved her and people weren't constantly putting her on blast like on this show and on twitter and maybe her freaking hair would grow back but here here's where i wanted to chime in we don't even know if she likes or loves cooking we're just kind of assuming that she does yeah, That's we, what the, isn't the story about that she loves freaking cooking wasn't she cook, she's cooking with Rose McGowan. And that is a thing that they could do together, Doug, to repair and mend their relationship. They could build something new, like a pie or a, or a piece of sausage on the show that she hasn't had the chance or opportunity to have. I'm glad you uh, agree yeah. with me. Yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 I'm glad that we're all in freaking agreement. Um, uh, Melissa Alano, if you're freaking listening, uh, call five. I don't know the freaking number. Uh, call, call freaking us, and uh, and maybe we can get you a freaking slot on freaking WLGB. Uh, just call the freaking number. Yeah, well, 
Last week, a Detroit woman who had been declared dead was found to be alive after arriving at a local funeral home, according to the Associated Press. The 20-year-old woman, who has not been identified, was pronounced dead after Southfield paramedics attempted to revive her for 30 minutes. After being taken to James H. Cole Funeral Home, the staff discovered the woman was still breathing. They immediately contacted the Detroit Emergency Medical Crew, and currently there is no official information on the woman's condition as of yet. So, geez louise, down on my knees. And I don't know how to say this, Doug, but when I read this story for the first time, I thought, oh no, we did it again. Because when we dug up your poor old grandfather, I saw no claw marks. I said, he's surely dead. And now I am second guessing myself. I'm third guessing myself, to be honest with you. So I say maybe we dig up the old man and check his pulse. Maybe see if he can talk. We, We didn't check that last time. We didn't. We didn't see if we could talk. That's always the first thing that you do with a person that may or may not be dead. And slap him around a little bit. Because there's always, in the movies, you know, there's always, when you think someone's dead, you, you give them a good freaking slap across the face and they freaking come out of it. Yeah, you thrash them. So, yeah, maybe we freaking dig up freaking Grandpa Jordan, slap him back and forth a few times and give him one or two good freaking shakes and see if he freaking comes to. Yeah, I have no interest in doing that. Uh, well, I think once was enough, and uh, I'm going to put my foot down, and uh, I'm going to say nobody can can go to the gravesite where my grandfather's buried. Imagine the freaking free press we would get for our week in review if your grandfather, by the grace of God, returned from the grave because we dug him up maybe a month after he was buried. Maybe longer than that, a couple of months, month and a half. I can't remember how long ago it was. He'd been dead a while, but he might not be. I mean, freaking God, God forbid. But I mean, if we, I mean, Matt, if if we, I mean, imagine the freaking press, Doug. Yeah, but he he's been buried for a month, so if he was even alive, he would definitely be dead by now. God forbid. Well, and then that's true. He might he might be dead. Yeah, that's a good point, Doug. And if he's freaking dead now, I I mean. Who's freaking to blame? We had a chance to freaking we had a chance to freaking wake him up the time we freaking dug him up the first time. Yeah. And we freaking we let we let him freaking stay there. And now he's definitely freaking dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we dug him up the first time and he wasn't dead, or well, he wasn't alive when we dug him up, then why would we have to go back and check if he was alive again? He could have been freaking sleeping, Doug. You need someone to freaking snap him out of it. The poor man is a heavy sleeper, Doug. Poor. Doug's. And the thing is, I am. What I'm worried now is that the whole grieving process is going to start all over again for you, and for myself. And I just, I'm in the best place in my life. I don't want to deal with a freaking dead grandfather all over again of yours. Then it's settled. We'll dig him up. So, last week, a man from Maine allegedly attempted to steal a car using a Bible as a weapon, according to the Toronto Sun. Benjamin Parker is currently behind bars after he allegedly attempted to steal a family's car in Bangor, Maine. The family had pulled over on the side of the road when the 27-year-old jumped into the driver's seat. The owner of the car then struggled to take control of the vehicle. During the physical altercation, Parker hit the owner with a Bible. The owner of the car eventually 
eventually pulled Parker out of the automobile, at which point he fled. Police apprehended Parker and charged him with robbery and assault. So, geez always down on my knees. The hand of freaking God comes down, slaps this driver in the face. Maybe somebody's trying to tell him something, but I don't know what it is. I need help. Doug Jordan, please. You think that he was put on a path from God to steal this car with the Bible? No, I think the owner of the car is not supposed to be driving that car. He's supposed to let this criminal steal this car. Why? I don't know. How would I know that? Well, I mean, maybe it was all along he was supposed to get arrested, and maybe he's going to do something good in jail. But why the Bible, Doug? I, I don't know. It's heavy, I guess. You could use it to hurt somebody with it. Doug, have you ever ripped a page out of the Bible to roll a joint with, perhaps? I mean, who hasn't done that? What, do you know what page it was? I think uh, a friend of mine joked that we were going to uh, do the 666 page on purpose. Are there that many pages in the Bible? Yeah, there's a lot of, depending on what edition you get, there's a lot of freaking pages in that book. Yeah, the director's cut, the extended edition, where Jesus had, comes back and he's pissed. And he has a dragon. This, uh, I, I mean... This freaking story is about freaking Uncle Ben, Spider-Man's dad. Oh, I thought you were going to say the guy that makes the rice. No, I mean, freaking uh, freaking Uncle Ben, freaking Parker, is freaking Peter Parker's dad. And he, and, 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 and then he, but he gets his car stolen and dies. But oh, I one, see. This is... Uncle Ben, Spider-Man's freaking dad, uh, and he is stealing a car and murdering someone. So it's a freaking joke, or they got it yeah, all wrong. They got it wrong. Story. Yeah. Well, that's why we need Tadia back to fact check everything before we go live. Yeah, because that was the moment you start talking. I said Benjamin Parker. Where do I? Where do I freaking know that? It's freaking Uncle Ben. And he loved the Bible. That he makes loved sense. The Bible. Yeah, yeah, it was the Bible that killed him. He got beaten to death with a Bible. That's right. I've heard. Yeah, he said, because he said, I believe that freaking, uh, the Lord will freaking save me if anything bad ever happens to me. He goes, either the Lord will save me or my freaking, my son who got bit by a spider and has superpowers. And then instead, what happened is he got beat to death by a criminal with a Bible. Yeah, none of that happened. None, none of it came to fruition. Yeah. The worst possible scenario happened that day. Yeah, he's like, what, 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 what is the point of having a freaking superhero as a son if he can't even save me from getting beat to death? Yeah. And Doug Jordan, if you watch the freaking extended version of that movie, you find out at the end that Uncle Ben wasn't actually dead when they buried him. And that, geez louise, down on my knees, freaking Peter Parker could have saved him. But he freaking waited too long. And when he opened it up, Ben had starved. But there were claw marks on the inside of the casket. It's kind of a morose ending for a... It's also kind of freaking hilarious. I uh, can't freaking tell Wiggers and Twiggers to go see it. The movie is called freaking Spider-Man, uh, and it is freaking hilarious. Uh, my favorite character is probably Uncle Ben. Uh, he dies. Um, well, you think he dies pretty early in, in the movie when he gets beat to death. Uh, but then at the end of... Uh, I think, Taylor, you mentioned it. At the end of the movie... Uh, uh, Spider-Man digs up his digs him up at the graveyard, and he sees uh, freaking claw marks uh, on the inside of the coffin. So he wasn't 
he wasn't it was actually spider-man who ended up killing him because he buried him yeah yeah you can see the the little bits of wood and enamel that have come off on his nails under his nails yeah but it's still it's a great ending much better than the original ending the extended cut highly recommended um from our week in review so Jeez Louise, last week KFC announced that it will be removing its famous It's Finger Lickin' Good slogan in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, according to the News Corp Australia. Uh, For the first time in the brand's 64-year history, the fast food giant will be pushing pause on the iconic slogan. Quote, the world has changed, times are tough, and everyone's needed to adapt, and that includes us, KFC spokesperson wrote in a statement. It's our finger-looking-good slogan that has been around for 64 years for good reason. But we can all agree, this year has been like no other, and right now, our slogan doesn't feel quite right. KFC was founded by Colonel Harlan Sanders in 1952 in Kentucky in the U.S. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, Colonel Freaking Sanders would be rolling in his grave right now if he knew the freaking abomination that was taking place at the offices of the KFC freaking brand. Doug Jordan, please take it to the freaking sports desk. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm Doug Jordan, and this is the Sports Desk with start Doug over. Jordan. You gotta start over. Uh, well, I wasn't prepared for this. Just start. You're never freaking prepared for this. Just freaking start over and do it the right freaking way. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Mike Doug Jordan, and this is the Sports Desk, uh, with me, Mike Doug Jordan. And I'm here to talk about, uh, Perfect. uh, KFC. They're getting rid of the "it's finger looking licking good" uh, slogan, uh, and uh, after 64 years of it being around, what 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 is going to freaking happen? I'm gonna talk I about the chicken. Wait, that's my. What was my question? Was what's what? You need to answer that question. That when you take it to the sports fans, you bring the freaking answers. As the I'm expert, I'm going to tell you. Okay, what I what I think honestly, as the expert here, I think that the the advertising people said let's get rid of it uh, right now because people can't lick their fingers because of COVID nineteen, right? I bet you after COVID nineteen passes, they will bring it back and it will. It's kind of like a, a Coke and new Coke situation. They're gonna bring back freaking original. It's finger licking good and just start freaking using it again. Wait a minute, you're telling me you can't eat. KFC with your freaking hands now because of the COVID. So how do you, how are you supposed to eat it? With a fork and knife. Sometimes they give you the spoon uh, sporks, spoon fork. What about all the, the what about the dipping sauce? I mean, you can use you dip the fork, you put it on the fork and you dip it in there. Ninety percent of that meal at the freaking KFC is about dipping, Doug. How are you supposed to eat KFC if you can't freaking dip it? You can't dip with a fork. Well, it's impossible. Not, I mean, you don't just dip. You don't. You only dip freaking chicken nuggets and popcorn chicken. You don't. You don't dip freaking drumsticks. You don't dip freaking the the big breast meat. It's as though I wouldn't say ninety percent. I'd say it's about twenty percent of the menu. You lost me a freaking big breast meat. I was thinking about freaking your wife naked and battered and fried. Yeah. And I'm outside freaking building my thing and I'm freaking dripping in sweat and she's got a freaking platter of freaking KFC and all the dipping sauces and she freaking and she freaking takes the dipping sauces and freaking spritzes spritzes herself freaking down 
and I'm out there, and I'm and my, my shirt's off, and yeah, yeah, we we can we can stop talking about this. Nancy's now. there, and I'm talking about uh, KFC. I'm making I'm not freaking making love, and you know they got the mashed potatoes she has, and the is, she's corn. Just, and she at first she just wants to freaking watch. Uh, this is and you're that is, you're in the freaking box underneath your bed. Uh, she puts you in there, uh, and Doug Junior asks if I can be his new dad. I mean, if you I'm keep sorry. doing this, I'm going to ask you to freaking yeah, move I'm out. I'm freaking drunk. I'm so sorry. I liked when you were saying mashed potatoes and corn simultaneously as Sandy was talking about the sex because I was imagining all of that happening with just mashed potato, corn, gravy on everybody. Yeah. And I'm just there free watching. Yeah, um, yeah. In my, in, yeah in, in, when I was imagining what was happening, you were there watching also. Uh, I wasn't going to share that, but yeah, you were, you were there watching as well. Yeah. And you and you ask, can I can I can I be a, can I join? Yeah, can I can I join? And I say no, and you're and you're totally fine. Just what? All I meant was, can I just join for dinner? I just want some of the food that you guys are that you guys are lying in. Yeah. Yeah. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been another freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking our weekend review. We love you so freaking much. We're so freaking hot for you, and we'll see you freaking next week. I don't know what your freaking wife was thinking, bringing freaking Gaston on. And I know it ended up bringing, being a freaking blessing in disguise because Sandy the Sandman Farkas was able to have sex with his wife. And at this point, though, I am very confused as to what it is that your wife sees in you if she sees something in Gaston. She doesn't see anything in Gaston. He's just a friend in uh, that guy. So she he does she's not attracted to, to Gaston. What does Gaston do for a living? Uh I think sales. I don't I don't really ever talk to him. I kind of just ignore him the whole time. He makes sales? I got a sailboat? I think he's a sail No, I think he's a salesman. So, I mean, yeah, I guess he could make, he could sell sales. On Am sale I going to get in trouble for having sex with his wife? Should we not be talking about this on the radio? I doubt that they listen to this show, so you're probably fine. Wait, why, would they, there... why wouldn't they listen to the show? Cool. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, that. they've never really been supportive of me as uh, at being married to my wife, so they don't, they don't care about me. I'm still confused why they wouldn't listen to this show.